0: Welcome to Self Love and Sweat The Podcast, the place where you'll get inspired to live your life unapologetically, embrace your perfect imperfections, break down barriers, and do what sets your soul on fire. I'm your host, London Souza. Hey friend, it's me, London Souza, online lifestyle transformation coach. I help people all over the world just like you who know they are meant for more get their mind right and their body tight. And go from crazy busy to crazy happy. And hey, if it's our first time meeting, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been with us for a while, it's so great that you're here too. I'm really excited to share this episode of the Self Love and Sweat podcast with you. My next guest is Paul Levitin. He is a mindset growth and personal development coach. He helps men lead fulfilling lives and is the host of Healthy, Happy Human podcast. Welcome to Self-Love and Sweat the podcast, Paul.
1: Hi, London. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. How you doing? Where are you joining us from? You're the East Coast, right?
1: I'm doing excellent. I am on the East coast. I am in Brooklyn, New York, where it is frigid and cold, and we are dealing with our first big snow of the season. So I'm hiding inside forever.
0: And you were, you were shoveling snow out of your driveway the other day when we were on clubhouse, moderating a room together. Um, is that like a daily occurrence for you? Are you getting your, your cardio and your workouts in by shoveling snow?
1: Yeah. Not the drive. I was literally in the middle of the street shoveling. I went to go shovel out my car and my sister's car. Yeah. That was my workout for the day. I didn't feel like going to the gym. So I was like, I'll just go shovel a bunch and like shovel for like two hours. And that was a good workout.
0: I love it. And I love the fact that we can do things like listen to audio or tune in on Clubhouse podcasts or whatever while we're in the midst of our real life stuff. So I'm so excited to have you here um, on the podcast today. Um, just a little quick backstory. Uh, Paul and I met on Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is such an awesome app. It's audio only. We're both on there. I'll put the links in the comments or in the description below in the show notes for how you can connect with us. But it's been really awesome. So uh, Paul and I connected in a room um, that we were both either speaking in or whatever, and we just really hit it off and had a lot of great conversations surrounding mindset and personal development and growth and kind of that transition from being in a fitness space, talking about the physical transformations, the workouts, the programming, the repetitions and all of that, and how that really transcends into other areas of our lives. So I think we have a really awesome conversation, unplanned as always, because I just love to just press record and kind of see where things go. But um, Paul, give us a little bit of an overview of you know what you've been doing over the last years and kind of where you're, you are are um, Um, personally and professionally um, on this journey.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So my story, I'll keep it kind of brief, but it kind of gives people an idea about how I landed here, which I think gives, you know, a, a little understanding of what's going on is I started as a personal trainer. Um I started as a personal trainer by accident. It was just a random job and people think I was like a fitness guy or something like that. I just needed a job. I started personal training. Sure. Ended up that I really liked personal training. I like helping people change. I like helping people get results and feel better and look better and move better and all the things that come along with it. And as personal trainers do, I realized that you know people need nutrition. So personal training led me to nutrition coaching. Um, and that really led me to the de- dive into human psychology, because once you understand nutrition, you understand that it's not all that complicated, right? Most people know that they should be not having a milkshake and that they should be drinking water if they want to lose weight and that they should be probably, you know, eating less of this and more of that. There, there are intricacies and there's, you know, there's the, the details that matter at times, but for the most part, people know What they should and shouldn't be doing, but still make decisions counter to that. Right. So, with workouts, with diet, with whatever it is, people will say, I want to lose weight, but I'm not eating the foods that will make me lose weight. I want to go to the gym, but I choose not to go to the gym. So, when you understand that, then my question becomes, like, okay, like, well, what's the deal with that? And that became what kind of latched me on and where I'm just like, then I went and got certified master certified, and then board licensed as a health and wellness coach. And uh, what health and wellness coaching is, is, is really about that. It's how do we get people to do the thing that they want to do? And it's diving deep into human motivation and human psychology and behavior change and all that stuff. Because to me, once you figure that out, now you can go and do whatever you want, right? If you can figure out the the piece about motivation and why is it that I don't do the thing that I know I need to do, now you can put that into business. You can, you know, plug and play, whether it's fitness, whether it's nutrition, whether it's business, whether it's relationships, whether it's shoveling the sidewalk, whatever the thing is, you know that's the at the crux of the issue is why as humans can we say we want a thing and then do actions that are completely counter to that thing and if we can figure out that i don't i don't have an answer for that because if i had an answer for that i'd be a very rich person and i'd be you know flying to mars with elon musk or something like that because that is every problem that exists you know and yeah, and then you'd
0: give us out. the answer and we'd end the podcast and yeah, we have exactly, nothing else yeah. to talk about here and it's so unique and so individual <laughs> right which is what i'm sure we've we've seen in our lives and in the lives of the people that we work with, for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure, exactly. And I I tell people this all the time. I'm like, listen, I don't have an answer for you. If there was an answer, we would get on the first coaching call. When I have a new client, I would say, Oh, here, go do this and be free. But there is, it's not like that, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate because people want an easy answer, right? Everyone wants there's just tell me the thing, just tell me the secret sauce, just tell me what to do. And people want to be told what to do because they, that, that makes it easier, but there is no answer for this stuff, right? That's the same reason why people want meal plans because they just want, there's just tell me what to eat so I can lose weight. But in reality if again, if it was that easy, you would have done it already. There's Google meal plans and you will get a hundred million answers, Google, how to lose weight. And you will, you know, w- once you understand that Google exists and YouTube exists, lack of information is not what's holding us back anymore. Right. You have in your hand, whoever's listening to this or watching this, the device that you're listening to this on get has the answers for you. So it's like now like we have the answers, but we still don't know the answer. So th- like, that's the real funky question of like, now, mm-hmm. now what?
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, throughout the last, you know, decade and more, and I'm sure it's the same with you. It's like people want the answers served on a silver platter. They want you to tell them exactly what to do as if when you do, they are going to do it perfectly. You know, it's like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, I am mean, pretty sure that's like not a true statement. Like let's reevaluate that a little bit, um, there. And then also people ask me the same question too. It's like, how do you stay so motivated? How do you, you know, stay so consistent? What you've been working out for a decade, what you've been showing up on social media for how long, like, how do you stay motivated to do that? Even when you don't feel like it. And it's as if like, they think I'm walking around, like with one of those like hospital IV drip things where it's like a motivation bag, just like directly into my veins 24 seven. And like, I have access to something. Thing that they don't have access to. It's like yeah. you have that. What do you have? You know, and how did you get it? And where can you get it? And where can I get one too? You know. And so I've spent the better half of the last few years um, just really working on that question and and um, sharing. You know, what motivation is for me, what that looks like, what it means, all those different things. Because it's been the number one question that I get from people, DMs, emails, in person, on the phone, you know, whatever, tweets, all the things. It's literally hands down motivation and consistency and like how to keep on keeping on, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure you get that question a lot too. And so that's really like, like you said, you know, okay, if it's if you, if you could have done it, you would have done it already. Why aren't you doing it? What's going on? And how can we ap- unpack that together? And I will say too, like, no shame in that. We're all in that work there, right? So no shame if you realize, like, oh, I'm self-sabotaging myself or my self-talk is kind of jacked up, or you know, I need to set up some different routines. Like, it's all good. Having ownership is a win. Ownership to how you can show up in those situations is a huge, huge win. So if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, she's gonna tell me all the things that like are blocking me, it's all good. That unpacking and the peeling back of those layers to figure out what drives your motivation and keeps you going and keeps you in flow and not feeling like you have to start over all the time is the magic and is the name of the game and is why Paul and I do what we do. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. And sure. so what would you say, um, like, what is, what is motivation to you? What fires you up? Let's talk about that a little bit in terms of, I know we've been talking a lot about this on clubhouse too, which is awesome. Cause I know we have a lot to share in this space, but, um, what fires you up and like, what is your definition of motivation or how do you kind of think about motivation? A lot of people think of it like a feeling and you just get it and it, you're overcome by it and it makes you do all the things. So, uh, couldn't be further from the truth. I know that you believe that too. So what's motivation for you?
1: So, motivation, I look at as it's it's a feeling, right? it's a it's an emotion, right? So people look, look at exactly like you said I, i'm I'm nodding my head the entire time you were just talking about that because that is the number one question that I get asked. How do I get motivated? How do I stay motivated? How you know, how can I tap into that motivation? And you know, the way I try to explain it to people is motivation again, is a feeling. it's an emotion just like happiness, just like sadness, just like hunger, right? And you can't control your motivation any more than you can control always being happy. And this is why I think that people, so just to to backtrack for one second. So I, the way I look at change in general is there's three steps of change. There's awareness, education, and then action. So the first thing is you have to be aware of the problem. And this is where we start here, right? So people think of motivation as one way they think of, I need to be a motivated person. I need to have motivation all the time. And the thing is that whenever you think of something as only being one way, any other way then becomes wrong, right? So it's like, if motivation looks like one certain thing, then there's a whole gray area where when you're not there, you're you're not motivated now, right? So it's like, I either am motivated or I'm not. But if we understand that motivation, again, is happiness, just like some days you're super happy, some days you're not happy at all, some days you're pissed, some days you're angry, but like, it's a spectrum, right? And that's how motivation is, because again, they're all the same. So you can't control it any more than you can control you know, how hungry you are, how much your stomach rumbles or how much anything else comes like that. So when you understand that, and you understand that, yes, there's going to be days where I'm super motivated. And when those days come, I'm going to ride the wave, but there's also going to be days when I'm medium motivated. And there's also going to be days when I'm not motivated at all. And those are all very normal occurrences, but none of those things mean that you are not a motivated person, right? That's the key distinction. So even on days where I am not feeling 100% motivated, I am still a motivated person. Just like on days where I'm not feeling happiness at the highest extent, I still consider myself to be a happy person. Because the distinction here is that self-talk that you mentioned briefly, London, and that if you, again, if you have that first definition of of motivation where I'm, I'm motivated or I'm not, That means any day where you're not at 100% motivation, now I'm not motivated, now I'm not a motivated person. That becomes the story that you tell yourself, that becomes your self-talk. Whereas if I'm just, I'm a motivated person all the time who experiences different levels of motivation at different periods of time, then now, again, my self-talk is I'm motivated. Today, I'm not feeling it, but I'm still a motivated person. Tomorrow, it might be better because I'm a motivated person and this is what motivated people do. And your self-talk pushes you in your forward direction. So if you have a self-talk that says I'm not a motivated person, guess what? What's going to happen in the future? You're going to not be a motivated person. If you have self-talk that tells you I am a motivated person, person, subconsciously you're going to move towards being that motivated person. So it all starts with with within. And the reason I brought up that um that that loop before awareness education Action because the first thing is being aware of it, right? So people don't when you don't understand it, it's like you can't solve a problem you don't know exists, right? You can't like that's why like the first thing we have to okay, like now someone might be nodding their head like, okay, I get that kind of now. It's like the next step, education. What do we do about that? Now it's 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 great to just understand it, but what's the next step? And that's where it's like we get the tactical things in terms of I don't know, scheduling is a great one, right? So you're not always going to be motivated, like I said. So this is why meal prepping works for people. They use Sunday to pre plan for the rest of the week, because we know that Sunday, we have a little bit of more time. We know that Sunday we have, we, we're, we don't have as much on our plate in terms of work. We might've slept in a little, we have more energy. We just have, we have time. So it's like, let's use that day to then pre-schedule out all our meals for the week. So if you look at life like that, it's like when I'm high motivated, let's plan things out. Let's set up my workouts for the week. Let's do the things where. I know when I'm on a low motivation day, I'm not going to do it, right? I'm not going to sit and pre schedule workouts on a day where I'm just dragging ass. Like then, I need to make it as easy as possible for myself for those days because again, I know those days are coming. That's that's the important thing. Is like these, it's not an if, it's a when. You get what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. For Sorry. sure, for sure. No, it's so great. I love it. I want to go back to awareness just a little bit because you had said like, "Oh, I'm not a motivated person or I am a motivated person." And we attach these like I am statements mm-hmm. to ourselves, right? So, I just want to give some more examples that people might resonate with. Like, mm-hmm. "I am lazy." Mm-hmm. Um, "I'm a procrastinator." Like these are oftentimes we we attach these uh, labels to ourselves based on, a, you know, maybe a few times or a handful of times that we maybe, yeah, stayed in bed all day and maybe we're lazy or like didn't do something we, were, we should have gotten done and missed a deadline. So we procrastinated a little bit. And to your point, when you keep saying, oh, I am not motivated, I am a procrastinator, I'm a lazy person, you're going to be able, you know, it'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy. You'll highlight more of the lazy moments, the procrastinator moments, the non-motivated the non, uh, moments with like a flashlight spotlight as a... you know, um, you know, like a reminder of, you know, all the, you know, your, your beliefs about yourself there. So it's very important to, that's why I say in all my self-talk articles on my podcast, anything I write, whatever, adjust your, I am statements, just because you procrastinated a few times doesn't make you a procrastinator, right? Just because you like slept in a few mornings and like, Oh man, your week that you planned, you know, for workout wise, wasn't like fired up and fueled up. Like, doesn't mean that you're a failure. You're not motivated or you're not, you know, and it's the same thing too, like with running. So like, for example, I used to run a lot. Now right. I don't really run a ton. Um, just for like a variety of reasons. I just like, I don't know, there wasn't any races really happening. I wasn't running in groups, like whatever. Right. So I had a little moment where I was like, Oh, am I still a runner? Like, do I, run? you know, like just because I ran, you know, just little things here and there. So maybe you guys, um, can, you know, start to think about what are some of those tapes, those records that we play in our head that we basically, it's like the game at the arcade where the little mole pops up and we hit back. <laughs> it's like every time you continue to tell yourself like I'm not motivated i'm lazy you're hitting yourself back into a hole like get up shine bright show who yeah. you are show what you're doing you know what you're going through and that journey is powerful and it doesn't matter like where you are you're always continuing to work on that there so when it comes to awareness i love that and yeah. then education it's awesome you know i love that you say after you have that awareness you have to learn you have to be a student and you have to do the work even when you don't feel like it you know and then that education process it's really about figuring out what works for you so yeah. you maybe you're a sunday meal prepper maybe you're like a Sunday and a Wednesday cause you want to do like a few things. Um, You know, maybe you're like, okay, when it comes to education, you know, we can't do the whole enchilada and all the things all at once. So maybe it comes, okay, I need a workout plan. I need to start like figuring out what a structured workout, you know, routine looks like for me. Okay, cool. Then it comes to learning more about nutrition and all of those. And granted, like you said at the beginning, a lot of that is available for free on Google, but a lot of people don't know how to bring all those balloon ties together to create that nice bouquet for liftoff, right? And so that's why coaching is so important in that education process is because, you know, we need to continue to learn and grow and ask questions and be in a safe space to make mistakes and try again and get up and dust it off. And so that education process should not be about some coach coming in and putting a stamp cookie cutter around you and being like, okay, here's what to eat. Here's what to do. Have fun. Sayonara. You know, it's like that check-in process of saying, does this work for me? Have I showed up consistently enough to this habit or routine or whatever to decide if I like it or not? And if you don't like something and it doesn't work, like that's great. You learn something too. You like might be like, like, yeah, I thought, you know, I could make broccoli on Sunday. I need it till Friday and I can't. So we're going to do like a midday, you know, vegetable cook off, you know, whatever. So that way we have more stuff. Like it can get really as detailed and real life and normal as that, as that, you know, so in the education process, you don't just get to sit back and let somebody tell you what to do. You need to show up to do the groundwork and excavate a little bit to decide if that works for you. So I love that. Uh, yeah. You said awareness, education, anything else you wanted to add to education?
1: Yeah. So well, the way I look at education again, I get, like like I said, you don't f- find a, a, a answer for a problem that you don't know exists. So education is just kind of understanding. Okay. Like now that we know, so self-talk is a great one, right? Like I, I did, like most people don't realize that self-talk is so powerful and stories are so powerful. So the first thing is like, just, just you bringing this up makes it, it shines the, the light on it. Now it's like, okay, what can we do about it? And some of the things that you said already are so powerful. Two, two things I really wanted to highlight are one that just like you said, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If, if I say I'm a lazy person, then I become a lazy person because it's like that thing of like, if, if, when you, uh, you know, the, the, there's an example, there's a word, there's a term for this phenomenon that I can't think of what it means, but it's like when you buy a car, right. And like you get a new car and then all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere. Right. So it's like I get a new blue Subaru. And now every time I go, I see a new blue, I see the blue Subaru. Oh, they have my car. They have my car. They have my car. Right. Everyone's experienced this. There are not more blue Subarus on the on the road right now. My brain is just more uh, in tune to seeing them. I'm noticing them more often. Right. So that is what happens with this self-talk. When I say I'm a lazy person, I'm I will notice instances of me being lazy. We are all lazy. I don't like to do shit. I like Netflix. I like to sit on the couch, but I do not see myself as a lazy person when I do those things because I see myself as a motivated and active person. We could have the same exact day, but because of our our different stories and self-talk, they will have different meanings to us, right? Um so that that's one of one thing and then the other thing that you said I, I use this in my my course that I teach about all this where it's it's facts versus stories. So you have to understand the difference between a story and a fact. A story is I'm a lazy person. A fact is I spent yesterday all day on the couch. Okay, that does not make me a lazy person. A story is I always fail my diets. Always always is such a such a such a long time forever like no I have Quit a diet in the past is a fact. That's okay. But what you, the stories that you tell yourself, again, dictate the future. So if you're saying, I always do something, you will always do that thing. But if you can change the verbiage around it and say, Yes, I have given up my workouts in the past, but now I don't. I, now I X, Y, and Z. That is a powerful thing. And it's like London just said the tape, your brain is always trying to save time and energy. And it does that by going back to the tape. It's like, okay, what have I done in the past? What does this? What does the tape say? What does the story say? So when you are sitting on the couch, Netflix says, hey, are you still watching? And you have the choice between hitting that yes button or getting up and going to the gym. You're not going to sit and weigh all the options in that moment. What's going to happen is your brain is going to go, let's check the tape. What type of person am I? Am I the type of person who hits next on Netflix? Or am I the type of person who gets up and goes to the gym? Now in the past, you may have been the person who put Who hit next on Netflix? How do you change this? By repeating things in your head, by being the person, by saying, I am X, Y, and Z. And you trick your brain into believing that until you do the action, which then makes you the person. And that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy spiraling up rather than a self-fulfilling self-fulfilling prophecy spiraling down in negativity and the shame spiral that we, we, that we get into and X, Y, and Z. Yes.
0: I love that, that check-in with self of like, okay, well, what kind of person do I want to be? And how do I want to show up in this world? And what does that person do? Mm -hmm. You know, I do that a lot with clients that I work with because they have these, you know, excuse me. these grandiose visions of, you know, what they want for their lives and how they want to be, they want to be motivated. They want to wake up and, you know, da, da 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 all the things. And I'm like, okay, well, what does that person do? You know, would that person, you know, do what you're doing right now? Or would they make a different shift there? And so, um, just as sec- just as quick as we can press yes on Netflix autopilot and just go, yeah, there's going to be times where we have to be like, okay, self, like have this conversation. What type of person do I want to be? Okay, is that person going to go work out? Or are they going to watch round two on Netflix? all right, cool. All right, go this way. And then just as easy as it becomes to press yes on Netflix, it just becomes just as easy to press no and get up and get moving. There's like that, that time where we have to kind of stop and process. And then that time gets shorter and shorter and shorter as it becomes more second nature and habit of who we are. So that's really, really powerful.
1: I say all the time, be the person who does the thing like that, that it really, it's, it's annoying to when I tell people this, but it's like people like how, like, how do I start waking up early? I'm like, by doing it, you just do it until like at first it's going to suck. And at first it's going to be hard. And at first, is going to be uncomfortable but the way you do it is by doing it and it sounds counterintuitive but it's like it's like how do i start going to the gym you start by going to the gym like there is no other way there, there's nothing to it but to do it it really it, you know it really is and you have to deal with the friction at first it's um there's that you know there's that to get a ball rolling take the, the, the analogy of a flywheel right so it's like you have this this giant like uh Car- uh, what what are those things called? Uh, Ferris wheel looking things, right? To get it going takes a lot of effort, right? Like you, to, to push. If it's at a dead stop, takes monumentous effort. But once you start going and it starts gaining inertia and gaining momentum and it starts spinning. After a while, it just takes a tap. It just takes a little a little push to, to keep nudging it forward and keeping it going on its own. And that's how it is with any change. It's so monumentously hard in the beginning. But if you can get past that initial friction point with the understanding that, yes, it's hard, but it won't always be this hard, then you can reap the benefits of the effort that you put in in the beginning.
0: I love it. And I want to circle back to change at some point. So I took a little note there, but let's talk go into the next one. So you said awareness, education, and then action was and the action. last one, right? Because Being the person that does the thing.
1: Yeah. Because again, nothing. All right. So we need awareness. We need to know what the problem is. Education. We need to know our options. What, the, what does that mean? How do we do, you know, again, if, if the, what are the tactical things that we can do about it? What do you know, changing my, okay. I didn't realize that self-talk was a thing. Now I know. Okay, what do I do? I can. There's some things we can do. We can put up sticky notes. We can set reminders on our phones. We can have an alarm that goes off. Right there, there's an app called I Am, which I really love, and literally just pings you. I say ping all the time now. I'm, I'm have clubhouse lingo. Um, it just pings you at random times throughout the day with I Am statements. So like literally at random times, we'll just say I Am. A nice person, and you just look at it, and it makes you smile, and you read it out loud, and you internalize these things. So there's lots of little tactical things, but now none of these things matter if you don't do them, right? So action is always the last key because a lot of times we can get stuck in, and I have this problem myself in analysis paralysis or Mm -hmm. constantly placating myself with educating. Oh, I'm reading, I'm taking the courses, I'm I'm read, I'm learning more, I'm doing more, but it's like, but I'm not doing the thing, and if I'm not doing the thing, all of the other uh, the other two steps are for naught because you don't get anywhere without actually taking action.
0: Yes. I love that you mentioned analysis paralysis because I had that on the tip of my tongue too that I wanted to say because maybe you guys listening, you've been there where you're like, I have the plan. I've done it all. It's in my calendar. I've analyzed it all. I've thought about it all, but I can't move. I'm not doing the thing, you know, I'm stuck. I'm paralyzed. And just thinking about, is this the right thing? Is this the right plan? Is it going to work for me? Am I doing this exercise right? Is this the right nutrition? Should I be eating breakfast? Should I be eating? What should I eat before my workout? What should I eat after? Do I need a protein shake? Do I need like all that analysis can be paralyzing and I get it, you know, and that's why I do what I do and why you do what we do is just to kind of like break that part, like, you know, shake shit up a little bit, stir the pot to say like, hey, stop, you know, figure out the how later, you know, what are you gonna do? How what does that look like? Go after it. And when you when you encounter some roadblocks or setbacks or learning opportunities or whatever, then cross them when you get to them. Yeah, they're gonna come. So like kind of expect them, but don't be so like yeah. frozen that you can't take action because these things are coming after you there. And so um those are all All So important. I love that. You said that I'm definitely gonna, um, I need to write this down. I love it. I'm sure you guys are writing notes and stuff too, but really that awareness, that education and action to self too. Cause like you said, sometimes I get super excited learning on something and I'm like, I don't know if I'm good enough to like talk about it yet. I don't know if I have enough to share, so I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep learning, keep learning. But like, People are missing out on value by me, you know, taking action, whether that's myself or, you know, other people around us. And when we take action for our health and fitness and wellness, it, it's like the rock in the pond with the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. You cannot improve yourself by not, and then not improve other people's lives. And I personally work with a lot of women who are mothers and wives. And it's been so amazing to have the conversation time and time and time again from them. That's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even do anything. And my husband is, you know, he got a coach. He's like working out. He's taking care of himself. He's like proactively helping the kids so I can get my workout in. And I just led by example. I never once said that everybody had to be all involved, you know, or, you know, work is getting better. Employees are being impacted. You know, promotions are, are happening and being able to up level and step up in our professional lives and things like that. And so all of that is, yeah, is, is super powerful and really important to, yeah, to highlight and to understand that it's not just for us. It might be in the beginning. You might've checked yourself out and been like, oh, there's a little bit of extra wiggle there. I want that to go away. But later on, you know, you're going to have people coming to you like, you know, wow, you've impacted my life just by improving yourself. And I have to remind myself of that too. And my clients too. like, it's not just about you, you know, Mm -hmm. okay, you were grouchy at work and whatever you want to be a grouchy, grumpy mom again this week, or you want to do different actions to like, you know, to show up differently so that you can, um, experience all that differently. So I just, I love that. And I highlight that to everybody listening is like your light is going to shine so bright and help other people. When you take care of yourself, it's not just going to change your muffin top and give you a smaller (laughs) dress size and make you look better in your bikini this summer. You're going to make other people feel better about themselves and, um, take action in their lives based on your example. And so don't take that, you know, that's not, you know, it's, it's, it's powerful It ain't all just about you. You know, you're going to make a big impact and you can get excited about that too.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love every time you talk, I, I have the, I, there's 18 different things that I want to, I love everything that you say all the time. Um, first, well, I just want to say that. So like, when I say that, that like awareness, education, action, it's a loop, right? So that's the yeah. thing is that like, we get back to action. And now it's like, oh, again, action. We, now we just, what did we just bring up? Oh, uh, analysis paralysis okay, now I'm aware of a new thing. And now I have to educate myself on analysis paralysis and take action there. So it's, it's a loop. We're always, we're always moving through this. So the, and this is life. There is no, there's no winning. There is, it's, it is infinite and we just keep going and we keep building. But I, 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 I want to talk about what you just said about, this is my, my whole thing. And I might, this might be like a little polarizing, but like, I take what you just said about like helping others and, and the, the benefits that, that come from this stuff to an extreme where I'm to the point where, and if you, if you guys, if you anyone listening, you listen to my podcast, the healthy, happy human podcast, I literally start the very first episode is called start with why, because this is, this is the whole thing. Why are mm-hmm. we doing this? And not only do you affect other people, once you understand that, I believe that it becomes your moral imperative to do so. Right. And I believe that when you don't do it, you're being selfish, right? It's because why do, why would you not take your health and your wellness, uh, seriously? The only reason is because it's hard because it's uncomfortable because you don't want to do it. On the other side of that, when you do it, your children are are better. Your your spouse is better. Your, Your coworkers are better. Your subordinates are better. The world is a better place because of the challenge that you have taken up. So doing it is better for everyone. Not doing it is only better for you. So it becomes, it it literally is an act uh, to me. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching this stuff because once I understand this, now it becomes my imperative to teach people this, right? If I understand this and I can help X many people through my podcast, through my coaching, through talks like this, and then they can go affect more people. It's like, by not doing that, that would be the most selfish thing that I can do. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. Because because I don't like talking on camera or because I don't want to do my workout. It's like, that's just me. I have, the, the world is bigger than just me. And that's how I have to look at things. And this is how I look at everything in life. Like we are, if if we only think about ourselves, the world becomes a very small place. And if you realize that every single thing, like London said, has a ripple effect out to so many more people than you will ever even imagine. Now it's like, what other choice do you have, but to be the best person that you can be all the time?
0: Hmm. Yep. I agree with everything that you said. It's <laughs> really powerful. Totally. Sorry. I love it. And I saw your little air snaps. You guys if you're watching the video somewhere, you'll be able to see it, but you did like some air snaps That's which the, I like. I might yeah, have to steal yeah. that for when I want to be nice. when I want to be quiet. It's like the the <laughs> mic tap on the on Clubhouse to applaud there. Yeah it's major, you know, it's really major. And when you think about that too, it's like, okay, I showed up for my workout this morning. I had, you know, uh, a healthy meal. Then I went to work. I was on point. I got shit done. Then that the person I had to pass it to, it made their life easier. They got it done. Then when they went home later, they like hugged their wife a little bit longer and like, were a little bit just more, um, you know, joyful and, and vibrant and whatever. When they went home later on to their family, like not to say that you can ever track that trajectory, but think about that, you know, think about the, people that have influenced you to make your day better and have shown up in a way where you're like, damn, they're with it. Like I want to be with it too, you know? And, um, and, and really going with that there. So, um, yeah, I really, I really like that.
1: Yeah. And also it's like, especially for you, I don't know who, uh, like the, the demographics of who's listening to this podcast, but I assume, you know, lots of ladies and maybe moms, it's like, people are watching, your kids are watching, whether, whether you realize it or not, your kids are watching, your spouse is watching the way, again, you, if you're the person who does the thing, people will notice you. If you show up, people notice and you can, you you can be like, oh, like, you know, leading by example is the best way to lead. So people ask me, like, how do I motivate people? I don't try to motivate anyone. I live my life. And if you look at what I'm doing and you're like, wow, Paul has a good life, then you'll do the things that I do because that's how I got this life, right? Like I can't motivate you. I that That's what I understand. The People change when they're ready to change. The only thing that you can do is focus on yourself and do the best thing that you can do and understand that the, that has a ripple effect, whether you see it or not. I started doing a thing, um London, I actually learned this from some guy on Clubhouse and not learned it. It was just an idea that he had, but he said that, he sends a video message every day to a random person. So I started doing that. And I've sent every day, every morning, I just go to the next person in my phone book and record a 30 second message of like, Hey, like, how are you? Haven't talked in a while. And just sending positive energy your way or something like that, whatever, whatever I feel like saying for that day. But I've had crazy responses. Like some people I haven't talked to in years or something like that. And like a girl from my high school who I messaged and she was just like, you know, we haven't spoken in so long, but I really needed this today. I was really, I was having like the worst day. And like, this is just, it was so kind of you or whatever, you know? And it's just like, who the hell knows what what that could have changed in the world. It took me nothing. It took me 30 seconds of my time to just send a random video and stuff like that matters. I I, I wouldn't, and again, if you would have asked me when I was younger, I would have been like, what the hell is this hippie nonsense that this guy is spewing right now? But energy matters. The way you show up matters. The way you show, the how you do anything is how you do everything. The person that you are like, The way, the way I say it is like, I want, I live my life. Like the person I want to be, if I want, I live my life. Like I want to be the person I I want to, when, when someone's looking at me, I want like they, they have a picture of me and like, that's how I live my life. And and like, that's just how I make all my decisions. And it's steered me right so far.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. And I love that you are uh, honest in terms of like your younger self would have been like, what is this hippie stuff about sending people a video to send them good vibes? Like, huh? But you know, that, that, that change and that evolution. And we get to look back at that and learn from that is, is, is the magic. And and it's so awesome. Um, so let's talk about change a little bit, because I know that maybe people listening here, okay, we have these ideas of what we want, these goals, whatever. Um, but when it comes to change, change can be really, really challenging for a lot of people. And what I see is that people think that they're like changing, but they're really just being super compliant and rigid to try to control and be like, check off all the boxes, you know? Um, and then until that fails, or that, you know, they miss a day and then all, you know, all hell breaks loose and the explosions and the I am statements and all the things there. Um, There's a lot of different things that I've found what what makes, you know, change challenging. And one of the major ones that I see happening in my life, even right now, um, is When you change, whether it's you know, your self-talk, even if you just stop complaining so much, um, or if you have healthy routines that then, you know, change your schedule and you're not meeting up for X, Y, or Z, you know, partying on the weekends, happy hours or whatever, nothing wrong with those, but I just mean in general, when you start embarking on your health and fitness and wellness journey and you implement and take action, like you said, that third step after awareness, education, you're taking action. And it's, you know, you're changing the way you show up in your life um, and your habits and routines. and things like that. Um, remember, there are a lot of people around you that get their needs met by you being the way that you once were mm-hmm. or the way that you are now when you want to change. Right. And a lot of people, I, it's happened to me before, like friends, like I'll just, you know, stand in my truth. I won't engage in the shit talking. I won't engage in the, you know, talking about the coworker X, Y, Z or whatever. And they'll unravel at the seams and they'll be like, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not even yelling, girl. I've been sitting here in the same position like, I'm sorry that my change is triggering to you. And I, and I say that to you guys full hearted, like that will happen. People will get annoyed and uncomfortable and frustrated and trying to shake and sink your ship. When it is time to change, they will feel like they are mourning the loss of an old friend or somebody that they used to once knew, or they once knew. And that's really the truth of it. You know, you might've been like for me, for example, always like out and about, um, my last name is Susa. So I had this nickname that was Susa Booza because I was like at the <laughs> parties, like, you know, showing up and like always a good time. Everybody always wanted me where like things were happening because it was like, whether I was like starting a game or getting everybody to join a dance contest or whatever, probably a beer bong sometimes to the next, whatever. It was just like, that was, you know, part of, you know, my younger life and whatever. And then when I was like 1920, I really transitioned into health and fitness when it came. And I went from being the one at the party to being the one who the friends would come over. I'd cook them food so they could go out and party and drink more and not have like an empty stomach. I'd be like, come over. I'm making, you know, this big healthy meal, come over, eat. You guys go out. I'm going to bed. When you wake up in the morning, I'll probably have juice and breakfast going for you. And so transitioning a little bit too, but in the beginning, um, it was hard, you know, and people were like, wait, what do you mean? You're not coming. Come on, you know, come on. You can't wandering. Come on. You can do one. Well, you can't miss your workout tomorrow. You've been working out every day at 6am. You can't go one day like that happens people will chime in mm-hmm. until you know and 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 the extent of which it, it affects us is important because people are right. going to do that regardless okay so we have to remember that's why coaching accountability mm-hmm. you know groups where we can connect with people and all of that is so important because when you do decide to turn your ship and steer it a different mm-hmm. direction people will be frustrated, unravel at the seams, will be triggered by it, we'll try to pull you into their ways. Um, but I really feel like it's like a life, sh- like whenever you, um, you know, stand in your truth, and you take ownership of that change, and you really want to be the person that does that thing or whatever it's like a all natural, like lifestyle sieve, you know, it's like, yeah. whatever's not serving you just kind of yeah. flows through and whatnot. And it's just really, you know, it's just the, really the way that it goes, but it's hard and yeah. it's uncomfortable. And I yeah. will say along my journey, I did lose some friends, but gained some incredible ones along the way. I did lose connection with like family, some people that quite frankly, just couldn't have a conversation with me without like kind of talking shit or whatever. It just like, you know, whatever. Um, and close friends who, you know when I transition to, you know, like I, my, my schedule's rigid. Like I, I, and I say that like, I, I, am the girl that does the thing, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm going to do it. You know, if melatonin is at his highest level, this is kind of going deep, but if melatonin is at my highest level, you know, at between three and 4am, and that's the <laughs> highlight for meditation, dude, my alarm goes off at three forty-five and I meditate and I'll go back to bed if I need to, but I really am the girl that does the thing yeah. because to your point and kind of to circle back on motivation just a bit, I'm motivated by results. And the way yeah. that we get results is showing up over time, doing the little thing, getting the compounding effect, looking at the results. And having a celebration hallelujah moment. And I love that. And so um, I'm really committed to being the girl that does the thing because I know the compounding effects, effects of that thing, you know, and so but when we come time to change, it's hard. And oftentimes, too, when we're changing, and we're learning new things, it's hard to articulate what we're doing. If someone's like, well, why are you eating that? And you're like, Oh, because it's healthy. And you, know, you don't have the fact to say that it's like high fiber content, it's <laughs> nutrient dense, it's going to stabilize my hormones and balance hunger and energy. And I'm going to be, you know, uh, my muscles are going to repay like just all the things, right. We, we get nervous. So it's like, it's easy for us to just like get pigeon or like, you know, backed up in a corner and be like, okay, I'm just going to go back to the way that I was before. Cause I know that better, you know? And so I, I want to reach out and say that proactively, like when we change, People are not cool with it all the time, you know, but I've had friends, you know, who have been with me through all the seasons who are not even like health and wellness or whatever people, maybe some of them don't even think about that too much, but they're there in my corner. They're there showing up for me. Every evolution of London is okay and is beautiful for them. And they're there to support it and vice versa. And so it becomes critical when we say like, it's not about quantity, it's quality. It really is like the quality people who are going to be there to hold space for you and be in your corner when you're in that boxing ring. And then you come back and they're putting like the ice on your forehead and the sticky stuff on your on your face. So you don't get, you know, like those people that are in your corner ride or die. Um, you get to filter that and and strengthen that hardcore when you do the hard thing, when you make that change, when you make that shift. And so I know that you have a lot of transition in your life. One of them you said you went from being a young guy who thought that like hippie woo-woo was whatever, but you know, I'm sure there was a lot of change and evolution and shedding in relationships and opportunities for people just to kind of let go or whatever. Um, what did that look like in your life and how did that feel for you? Cause I know it can feel really scary and uncomfortable. And like, I've been like sick to your stomach at times in the beginning when people just start to like drop off or question this new identity that we're really working to cultivate.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that. All all that you just shared. Um, again, I could riff on 18 different things that you just said. Well, like the first thing is like the, the analogy about like crabs in a bucket. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like you have a bunch of crabs in a bucket. You don't have to put a lid because every time one tries to escape, the other crabs will pull them down, right? And there's a, there's a saying that, I, that I've heard. It's like, uh, people want to see you do do well, just not better than them, right? So it's like, you have to be, you know, and you have to be protective of your time and your energy. Um, it's funny that you, you brought up your, you know, like you were the partier, because that was me. Like I was literally like, I mean, a burnout. Like I was just, you know, like all through college. And this is not when I was till I was 17. This is till I was like 25. Like I was the kid, I was partying four or five nights a week. I was, you know, being out till four in the morning, wake up, smoke weed all day, like sitting around. Like I was not like people look at me now that I, I am Mr. Motivation and Mr. Productivity and like, whatever. It's like, I was not like this. I created this again. And that's, and I don't say that to, to, to say that I'm special. I it's the opposite. I am not special. I'm not particularly smart. I, there's nothing magical about me. I was just like, Oh, there's a better way. And I, I did, I did the thing, right. I became the person who did the thing and it's, and I'm still not perfect. And I still fuck up and sorry, am I allowed to curse? I don't know. You're uh, so I,
0: allowed to it's free, free here. If you guys didn't like it, sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. I still, I still mess up and um, you know, and that, that's just part of life. But I literally was like, again, I did, I did nothing. I was, I was, a, I was just partying all the time in college people used to call me Paul wall, right? Everyone was calling me, everyone called me Paul wall. And they used to say like, when you, after a night of drinking, people would be like, yo, ha- like how was last night? They'd be like, Oh, like I was drunk, but I wasn't Paul wall drunk. Like I was like the barometer by which like people measured how, dr- how fucked up they got. And like, that I need was, a, like,
0: like, I need a Paul wall versus Sousa booza standoff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you some pictures. I'll show you some pictures after this. Um, But yeah, so it's like, and again, and so I still have friends from back in that, that that time. And like, I, it's funny, I, when I meet up from, with my friends from college or high school now, they're like, they're like, yo, like this was not you, like you are a completely different person. And I was talking to my friend the other day. He was like, he was like, I've known you through, through multiple iterations. He was like, you're on Paul 3.0 now. He was like, and the, like, he's like, and I was like, yeah, like, I'm just, I'm just different now. And that, that, that that, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with changing, but What you have to understand, what London said already, and what we all inherently know, and when I say this, you're going to say, duh, and yet we don't accept it. Change is hard. There is no way around that. This is why people who have to understand that when you're saying, I'm setting a goal, I want to change. What you are inherently saying is, this thing is hard. Because if it wasn't hard, you wouldn't have to set a goal for it, right? No one sets a goal to tie their shoe in the morning. No one sets a goal to go pee when they wake up. If you're saying, I need to do this, you are, what you're saying is this thing is hard. I am not doing it because it's hard and I need to change something so that I will do this thing. So like that, you have to accept that and come to terms with, there is no easy way to do it. Whatever the change is that you're trying to do, if it was easy, it would already be done. If it was easy to lose the weight, if it was easy to eat healthy, if it was easy to start working out, if it was easy to work on your relationship, to have the hard conversation, right? It's when you, when you, when you, when you and your, your spouse get in an argument, you and your significant other, the easy thing is to just go to sleep. The hard thing is to sit and have that hard conversation and be uncomfortable when you're, when you want to, when your boss is yelling at you and you know that you're right the hard, the easy thing is to just say, sorry, and go like doing the hard thing is always the answer because that is where change happens. That is where like, but. Again, I come back to human evolution. We are bred to not do the hard thing. Why? Because the hard thing is scary and it's energy expensive. So on an evolutionary level, cellularly, like deep at a guttural human level, We want to do the easy thing because it's safe and saves energy. And the only thing that your brain cares about is survive. Survive long enough to reproduce and then you can die. It does not care about anything else. It does not care about your weight loss goals, does not care about how you look in a bikini, does not care about how much money you make or anything else. It cares that you survive. So anything that is scary or that needs change means that I have a less chance of survival. Sitting on Netflix, and this is, I'm getting real weird here but sitting and watching netflix is safe going to the gym is dangerous if you're just looking at the 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 two at a, at a comparative level so my brain is always going to choose the safe thing it's always going to eating an oreo has more calories is sweeter it pings all those little those little pleasure centers in my brain which tell my brain ooh eat that instead of the salad all of these things like it's you're you're this is what we're fighting against you're fighting against Tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of years of human evolution. So I'm saying that to tell you, you're not weird or wrong or less than for struggling with this stuff. There is no other way but to struggle. You, you cannot change without struggle. The struggle is what creates the change. So embrace that. that, that that's the, that's why the, 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 I guess the point I'm trying to get across here is that you have to you have to respect it for what it is and realize that if it wasn't a struggle, if it wasn't hard, then it wouldn't be change. The, 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 those the, the in by definition, that's what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I think it's so great. And I would just add, um, you know, the activation energy there, you know? So, like, make it as easy as possible for yourself to do some of those change habits and routines and things like that. Um, uh, there's a book called. I think it might be in the slight edge is the 22nd rule in the slight edge. I know that you like this book too. I saw you posted about it, but it's like the 22nd rule about, you know, making sure that the activation energy to do or not do something is like less than or more than 20 seconds. So an example they give is like, if you want to learn to play the guitar, like bring the guitar out and put it in your living room so you can see it, don't leave it in the closet. Or if you don't want to watch TV, like take the, take the, um, the remote batteries out and put them in another room in a drawer that takes you like more than 20 seconds to do it. So it's like, not only what's like the safest thing, but like, what's the easiest and takes like the least amount of activation energy. Generally, we're going to, we're going to lean towards too. So if you find yourself like, Oh, I consistently like want to do this. Well, how can you make it easier for yourself yeah. to, to do that? And then a good example is like, like sleeping in your workout clothes, putting your socks open with your shoes, all, you know, ready to go just to like slide right in and yeah. making sure that in this change process, yes, there are things that are sticky, uh, uncomfortable, you know, make you feel exposed, naked, just like all the the things that, Oh, whatever. There's still a lot of the little things that will add up over time. Um, so like doing that balance of like the big change going through the trenches in the wilderness, but then also like, okay, well, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if I want to show up more consistently and more, you know, planned here, I should, you know, show up consistency in this space or whatever. And for me, just to give a real life example, um, organization and planning to be proactive is a huge uh, thing goal for me in 2021. I want to, um, have a plan, have things automated, you know, have things organized and like in their routine and flow. And so one thing that's really helped me is making sure like in the morning I wake up, I make my bed. So like, that's like done organized. Like I, when I look at it, it's finished, there's no inkling to go back in. I'm awake. I'm done. Uh I'm ready. And that makes a huge impact in, um, all the other areas I want to show up to like clean up the cobwebs or like get shit done or like tie up loose ends. That one thing for me is a giant trigger at the beginning of my day. That makes me do everything a lot better and serve a lot more with excellence. And it's just making my bed.
1: Yeah. It's funny. That's actually one of my things for this year. I just started doing it too. Do you ever, do you ever read the book or, or see the the speech, like make your bed? You know what I'm talking mm-mm. about? Oh.
0: Nope. Mm-mm. I just kind of thought about it because, um, military people are very, this you know, exactly. motivated and regimented and things like that. And I know a lot of people yeah. in the military and that's what they do is like, they yeah. make their bed and they get up and they get ready. Right. Not quite on the get ready board yet. I'm still doing my best every now and then many days. I am in like cash, cash 2.0, but, a very um, serious, uh,
1: Yeah, there's a very famous um, YouTube, uh, it's a a commencement speech from a college, but a, a famous general, was made a speech about this. And he's, if you want to change the world, start by making your bed and uh, you Love can YouTube that. it, or there's, a, he wrote a book on it as well. Uh, London maybe can link to it or something like that. But anyone who's listening, Google that if you're not motivated, but that's exactly the point It's like you how you do anything and how you, is how you do everything. Start the day with a win and that builds. So I want to uh, talk about this. So like before I was talking about how, how hard changes and stuff like that. I don't, I don't mean this to be like, I'm not trying to, to, to say that it's impossible. It's exactly as London said that that's now, we have to take that understanding and realize, okay, now what can we do about it? Now, again, action. Okay. So when we understand that change is going to be hard again, I said, you have to respect it, but now what do we do? Okay. Let, let's talk action steps. We reduce the friction, like you just said. So because we know the change is going to be hard. And because we know that we air away t- from change naturally, we need to make this change as easy as possible. So sleeping in your workout clothes, having your, you know, having your workout clothes next to the bed or something like that. So what, or bringing your, your workout clothes in the car. This is why meal prepping works. Everything that we do that can remove a point of friction that be, that lies between what, where you are and the thing you want to do is going to get us a a step closer to change. So these are the small things. It's like, again, that's why meal prepping works because what is the friction? The friction is, well, when I get home from work, I'm tired. When I get, when I get home from work, I I, I don't want to cook it's easier to just order. Okay. If we, we know those are the three points of friction, if I have the food ready for me, it's in the fridge. I don't have to cook it. It doesn't matter if I'm tired and it's here faster than when I ordered. That's why it's working, right? You're taking, you're looking at the problem ahead of time and removing the friction points. So everything comes down to being proactive instead of being reactive, right? And this is why planning, this is why scheduling works because what the way people live their lives most of the time is they run into a problem and then they try to solve it. And In that game, you're always playing catch-up. You're always behind the eight ball. Instead, if we can look at the change we want to make and then think, okay, what is the thing that's going to stop me from making this change? What is the thing that's going to come up, right? So when I talk with my clients every Monday, I go, okay, what's the goal for the week? Whatever the goal is. What do you see coming this week that would stop you from achieving that goal? That's what I add. Okay. Now. Okay. Oh, well, my goal is to, is to not eat out is to eat healthy. Okay. Whatever. What, what can stop you? Well, oh, we have two dinners out when one, one for the PTA meeting one for this. Okay. So now let's strategize around that instead of getting to that, that night out and being like, Oh shit, you know, the time to order everything on the menu. Let's, let's pre-plan and again. I I use diet as an example a lot, just because I've, I've worked in nutrition for so long. And it's such an easy example that people understand, but this is everything in life. If you're, whatever your goal is, if your goal is I want to wake up early, but every time I my alarm goes off, I hit snooze. Okay, how do we preemptively stop that? Put your phone on the other side of the room. Get one of those alarms that is a robot that runs away from you or something. I don't know what the, what the answer is. But the point is that if you're trying to answer it in that moment, when your alarm goes off, You're not thinking you're like, ah, screw this snooze back to sleep. If you're thinking about it when you're like, we talked about circling back to the beginning when you have a little bit more motivation and you're preemptively planning and attacking this stuff beforehand, that's the way you remove the friction, make the change easier because again, change is going to be hard. The question is how can we make it just a little bit easier so that we're less likely to say no when we have the option.
0: I love it. Silent snaps for Paul. (laughs) I want to talk about, so when it comes to change, change is hard. We know that. And I think that this will be a great way to segue um, what we kind of finally talk about here. Um, But my best piece of coaching advice is don't do it alone. Mm -hmm. coaching. When you're seeking to make change, tribe up friends, make Mm -hmm. sure that you have people in your corner who they know your goals. They know you, um, you know, they know, um, what you're working towards. They want to support you. You've given them full permission to call you out and call you in when it's time. If you haven't done your, you know, and with that being said, your best friend and your homie is not always the best person to be your accountability buddy. Right. I have a lot of friends of mine and they'll like, tag up, you know, and, and, um, you know, be accountability buddies with their friends and a week later crickets, you know, it's because it's easy, you know, you've done it before you've text your friend, Hey, I'm busy. I can't make it. Got to go. You know, there's not that, um, there's not that accountability factor there with your friends. So don't feel like, you know, okay, yeah, I need to, I need to seek help. I need to tribe up. I need to, you know, have a solid community and support there. Don't always think it's going to be your friends and your family. You know, they might say they might be there to support you. They want to see you succeed. They love you. They care about you, all the things, but are they, going to be the one that's like, what's up, Paul? You said you were going to be, you know, at our workout Zoom meeting this morning. You weren't there. What's up? You know, and you kind of have that nervous feeling because you're like, I don't know you that well. Like we're friends. I know you have my best interest at heart, but I haven't known you my whole life. So I feel a little bit of like a, yeah, that accountability feeling like, oh my gosh, they're looking out for me. I'm looking out for them. So when you're going on any journey, reaching any goal and trying to change whatever, don't do it alone. Seek out accountability, uh, group coaching, um, I'll link, you know, to my coaching and your coaching too, Paul like we we as coaches I always have coaches I'm always getting coached by other people whether it's in business you know my emotions goal setting energetics anything any area that I feel like oh I need education and I need to learn and I've kind of exhausted what I could on YouTube or Google or I just feel like no this is an area I really want to up level so I actually want to spend money and invest and work mm-hmm. with this coach um, because I know I'm going to get you know changes exponentially faster than I could on my own really short flatten that learning curve if mm-hmm. you will um, that's major. Major, that's super major, you know, yeah. so don't do it alone and never underestimate the power of investing in yourself and what that will do to your accountability and showing up. I mean, oftentimes people like what, you know, to work with you one-on-one, how, whatever dude, when people show up and give, you know, and invest in themselves that way, they are showing up, they are accountable. They are the person that does that thing, all of that. So, yeah. um, coaching is huge. So for you as a, you know, a, client and a coach, because I know that you have, or let's say a student and a coach. I know it goes both ways for you. I've never asked you. I just know this about you because I just know. Um, What do you, what does your coaching look like um, for yourself and how important has coaching been in your personal and professional development?
1: For sure. Um, I mean, it's, it goes, this literally goes right back to what I was just saying about removing the friction points, right? So accountability is. So again, if like, this is just a, everything is a tool in your toolbox. It's like, why wouldn't I want to use all the tools? And like you said, my family, they will cheer me on. If I say, if I say I want to lose 20 pounds and then six weeks later, I tell my mom that I did it. She's going to say, Oh, great job. But if six weeks later, I tell my mom that I did it she's going to say, Oh, great job. You know, that's why you need someone outside of yourself. And you know, I, in the beginning, I was saying how, like, you know, f- you know, losing weight is is kind of inherently easy. We know what to do. Exercise is kind of inherently easy. There's YouTube, and and I, I I'm, I'm I stand by that, but I'm not belittling coaching because what a coach does, what London does, and what she's why she's such a genius, and why working with a real coach will do is not just making workouts. It's not just rep counting. It's not, you know, I I used to be the personal trainer standing, okay, go do three sets of 12. One, two, standing there counting. And I. that's when I, what coaching is goes beyond that. It's, it's, It's the accountability. It's the community. It's the, you know, the setting up the structure so that, again, so that the change becomes easier. And a big thing that you just said, and this is why I'm so, such a big proponent of coaching and why I believe in it, why I do it myself, why I have coaches, why I will spend an exorbitant amount of money on coaching every year, because what you're paying for is time collapsing. That's what you're paying for. This is everything. You can learn all of this stuff. Nothing that I have said on this podcast is my own original thought. Nothing that we have talked about is me. I've, I've read a shit ton of books. I've listened to a million podcasts. I've taken 10 years to accrue this information that I have now dismayed, dismayed disseminated to you in 30, in a 30 minute chat. I have on my arm here, whatever, you can't really see it, but it's, it's, uh, the father time, because to me, time is the only thing we have time. We like, that's the one thing I can make more money. I cannot make more time. I will pay every day of the week for someone to say, to teach me in a week, what it will take me six months to learn for someone to teach me in six months, what it would take me six years to learn. And that is why coaching is invaluable. It's not because of the workout it's because of the fact that you are getting a result faster than you would on your own. Could you do it on your own? Yes, we can always do everything on our own. you're, You're smart. Whoever's listening to this, I believe in you. If you want to sit and figure it out and figure out YouTube videos and figure out and go through all the podcasts and read the books that I read, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But my question is, are you going to do that? Right? So this is, this is the way I, I this is the, how I explain coaching. And this is why I've been a very successful as a personal trainer. And now as a coach, because I'm not selling bullshit, I'm not selling lies. This is what I believe. If you want to do it on your own and your, to you, money is more valuable than time, then do it on your own. That's fine. If you want help and you value time, like I do pay for someone to help you time collapse. Either one is a fine option. What is not an option is saying, I don't want to pay for it. But then because you don't have the accountability, you don't end up doing it. Because as I said before, this is too important for you not to do. This is not about you. This is about your kids. This is about your, your nieces and nephews. This is about your parents You know, and you being able to take care of them. And not just now, 10 years from now, because everything starts now, right? Like if you're 33 listening to this. In 15 years, the stuff that you're able to do as a 48-year-old is going to be very different based on the decisions you make here today. And again, it, be, it is selfish of you to say, I don't want to spend $1,000 on a coach. I don't want to spend 10000 I spent. I, I don't even want to say the amount of money that I spent on coaching last year because most people would vomit they're their mouth. Yeah, I'm
0: right there with you. It's just like you, <laughs> you can't not. Once you see the impact of it and the way that it helps you, like you said, time collapse and catapult your results. Faster! I can't not have a coach. In fact, I hired a financial wellness coach to help me figure out how I can get the finances to do more coaching and her weaseling and her tips and tricks and ways and strategizing and whatever. Cause I'm like, I know that there's someone who knows better than I do that can help make me, help me make this happen. So then I brought in another coach to help me figure out that kind of stuff. And it's, it's powerful. It's important. And you'll, it always expedites the results. So for those of you out there listening, everybody says they want it faster, quicker, tomorrow, yesterday, in a weekend, Ten days, all this. Well, if you really wanted it faster, you would. You your your energetic exchange where you place your money and your time would reflect that. And it doesn't always. And so I love unpacking stuff like this because it's like, maybe you guys are listening and you're like, damn, well, you know, I feel like that too. When I'm on coaching and I'm listening to podcasts where I want to up level and people are like really hitting me where it hurts and the heart, pulling on my heartstrings. I'm like, yeah, all right. They're talking to me. You know, we're talking to you. We're talking to you. Who's listening.
1: There's also a level of, you got to pay to play, right? I used to give away free training and what do people do with it? Shit. Nothing. And then I started charging a, a, a little bit of money and people took it seriously. And then I started charging a lot of money. And you know what people do when you charge them a lot of money? They take it seriously, right? And again, if if there, you might say like, well, why do I need to pay money to take something seriously? You don't. If you're going to take it seriously without paying money, then have at it. But understanding that most people are not like that. And it's like, why? This is the thing. People fight about They fight against it. Like, oh, I, don't, I don't think I should have to pay for a coach to do better. And again, you shouldn't have to. But- understand the reality, be honest with yourself. Are you the type of person who is a self-starter, a go-getter, who's going to do it all on your own? Or do you want to get the result regardless of how much it costs? And that's what you're paying for. Don't think about paying for coaching. Don't think about paying for workouts. Don't think about paying for a nutrition plan. You're paying for a result. And the result that I get my clients is a happier, healthier life. And if you can put a price tag on that, you tell me because I can't, I will spend any amount of money, if if I can be happier and healthier at the end of it. And that's just me. And maybe you know, people will say, like, well, I have other responsibilities, and that's fine. You can, you know, but in it, and it, it comes down to this. I I don't mean to rant on money, but like, whatever. It, it is what it is. Go for it. But every once you have your bills paid and there's food on your table, what the rest of your money is called disposable income for a reason. It's disposable you're going to piss it away somehow. It's going to be on traveling. It's going to be on Starbucks coffee. It's going to be on eating out when you could cook at home. However you spend your money, once, you're, once your life needs are met, is disposable. I have a lot of tattoos. If you're not watching the video right now, I'm covered in tattoos. I spent, again, a really a lot of money on tattoos. And a lot of people would say, well, that's pretty dumb. Why would you spend so much money on tattoos? Because that's how I dispose of my income. That's how I piss it away. Don't judge me. All right. The least amount, I mean, the least stupid thing I could piss it away on is bettering myself. Right, So if you, I used to go out partying, I used to go pop bottles of the club, spend a thousand dollars on bottle service. How stupid is that? You know, like I could go on a trip. Some people will va- really value traveling. They'll, they'll spend $5,000 on a trip. Other people would say, wait, you spent $5,000 on a two week vacation that, that you don't even get to keep anything. So it's like, whatever your thing is, someone out there is going to tell you that's a dumb way to spend your money. Don't listen to anyone, spend your money on what is going to help you be a better person five years from now, 10 years from now. And to me, that's education, that's coaching, and that's being fit and healthy. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah.
0: No, it's great. I love it. It's so great. And I don't know about you, and I'll actually kind of end it on this because I want to make sure everyone knows how to find you and connect with you and everything. But every single client that I've ever worked with that has had you know, a little fear, anxiety about that investment, about coming in, but even about the commitment of coaching, right? Every single one of them. In fact, I was Rolodexing through my brain of like previous, you know, one-on-one VIP clients I've worked with. Um, I'd say almost all of them have ended up making more money because they're healthier, they're fitter, they're going after, their businesses are blossoming, opportunities are just coming into them. And I love that because they're like, oh my gosh, like my last program, like I, you know, and I help a little bit with people showing up on social media and building their business and their brand a little bit. Um, But for the most part, it's like people who come into my coaching space, it's like when they're up leveling and they're taking care of their health, wellness, whatever, not only is their mood impacted, their family's health, well being, all of that, but like they're making more money. They're getting that energy exchange back. And exactly. I love that. I love seeing that. Yeah.
1: Listen, when I'm like the healthy, happy human, there's a reason I said, it. like, when you're healthy and happy, that's going to be like, your, your coworkers are going to see that your bosses are going to see that when you make a presentation and you're shining, cause you're working out and you're confident and you've lost weight. And you're like, like, that shit shows people know it. People like, what's, what are, what are you doing? What's new? Like that, That like there is like, again, I'm not like the, I'm not like the, the woo person, but energy is real because that just like when you buy the blue Subaru, you start seeing the blue Subaru. When you start doing the thing, being the person who does the thing, you're like, wait, I could accomplish anything. Oh, th- this is a really good, like the reason why I love fitness as an analogy, right? I remember when I first started personal training, I'm not personal training, lifting weights. And you know, like you do by plates, everything is by plates. So three plates, two plates, four plates. I remember I wanted a, a four, I saw some guy deadlifting four plates, four plates is 405 pounds. So I was like, I want to do that. I re- walked up to the bar. And when I tell you, I, when I tried to lift this thing, it was as if I was trying to lift the earth like this did not budge even a a millimeter. And I was like, Oh, that's impossible. Like that is, that is an impossible thing. There's no way that my human body can ever move that fast forward two years later, however long it was, I got 205, 315, whatever. I worked my way up and I deadlifted 405 pounds, ended up doing it for reps, whatever. But the point was when that happened, something that was impossible became possible and a, a switch flipped in my brain. If that was impossible, literally impossible, it was not like hard to do. It was not like maybe I can do it one day. It was impossible, as impossible as me finding a rainbow unicorn right now. And then I did it. And now my brain goes, hmm, if that thing that was impossible actually isn't impossible, what else might be possible?
0: Is there more?
1: Yeah, exactly. And now my brain starts thinking about business and about things and uh, like everything in life. So it's like when you start accomplishing things, when you say, when you have that that self fulfilling uh, that that story in your head of like I'm just someone who can never lose weight, and then you flip that story and you become the person who does the thing and you lose the weight. You start to your again your your smile lights up, your eyes light up. You start to be a different person and that radiates into every aspect of your life. You're more confident. Your spouse, your significant other, if you're single, you're gonna get more dates. You're gonna get the promotion. Everything becomes better because you are becoming better. And that's why there is no, like that's why, again, this stuff is so important and why I can talk about it forever. I'm sorry, I'll stop now.
0: (laughs) No, you're so great. I love it. It's so good. And I think we'll just have to agree uh, that you have to come back and we have to talk more (laughs) about other topics because I love the conversation that we have. And you guys can't see us because we're, you're listening to us or maybe you can on YouTube, but like we're active, we're moving, like you're moving. I'm like, you know, it's like this type of conversation is super charging and I love it. And I'm so thankful that you've been here today, Paul, this is so great. People are going to get a lot of value out of this episode. Um, tell everybody how they can find you and where they can connect with you on the internets so that they can, yeah, get more. Cause I know that they do want it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I would love for anyone to uh, subscribe and listen to my podcast, the healthy, happy human podcast. It's on anywhere you find podcasts, Uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever. I don't know. Um, And then to connect with me just at Paul Leviton is my name on pretty much every social media platform. You can friend me on Facebook. You can add me on Instagram is where I'm most active. Also clubhouse London and I are doing talks all the time. Um, I don't know, carrier pigeon signal fires, however the hell you want to connect with me, please connect (laughs) with me. Um, I teach a six week course uh, around all of this stuff. So it's literally called mindset shift, how to flip your motivation switch. Um, That's something that I've been doing and I'm super passionate about. Um, So if all the stuff that I've been talking about resonates with you, this is literally what I teach about all the time. I would love to talk to you, but also just DM me on Instagram. I love to talk clearly. I can talk about this stuff for hours and I'll talk your ear off if you want to be my friend. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much. I'll put all the links down below for you guys to follow Paul on social media and connect with him and maybe even jump into one of his uh, motivation, flip the switch on motivation courses. I think that sounds really awesome. I know you have a great group of people just crushing it in there right now. So thank you so much for being here and thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Self Love and Sweat, the podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, give us a review. This really helps a lot. And share this with a friend. I'm only one person. And with your help, we can really spread the message of self love and sweat and change more lives all around the world. I'm London Souza reminding you that you deserve a life full of passion, presence, and purpose, fueled by self love and sweat. This podcast is a Hit Spot Austria production.